Welcome to The Journey with Ray Spelbrink. This is Ray Spelbrink, your host. And this podcast today is, is a part of an online church we are doing from our home. And uh, it, today's teaching will come from my wife, Cindy. All right, we're going to start with, um, if you'll turn in your Bibles to Mark, or sorry, Luke, the 10th chapter. Now I've lost it. I know. Go to your documents. Here. Guess I can't do two things, but we're going to read Mark or Luke. That I want to say Mark all the time. I don't know why. Luke, the tenth chapter. We're going to read verses thirty-eight through forty-one. Uh, actually, forty-two. Now it came to pass as they went, and he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Now, I don't know how to use your tablet. Okay, sorry. That's all right. I'll just go this other way. Um, If you have Word in there, you can pull it up pretty easy. I can't find Word. There There it is. There it is. Well, Mary and Martha... We read in the Bible, no, I'm not talking about my sisters. Those of you who know, I have sisters that are Mary and Martha, but I'm not talking about them. We're talking about the ones from the Bible. And uh, we find that life involves a continuing sequence of choices, which we all must face. We have many choices each and every day. One of the most difficult things in this uh, matter of choices is making wise ones. Many times we don't think that we have to make wise choices, but each and every day, our choices need to be wise choices to make. These two sisters had a choice in in this passage, and what they choose and what Jesus said is very instructive for them today and also for us. So we're, we're talking about Mary and Martha. Martha was the older sister. And she took Mary and Lazarus and under her wing, basically, took her siblings to, to kind of watch over them. Jesus came to visit Bethany again. So we're going to visualize this setting. And as he entered their home, Martha welcomes Jesus and his followers, and she's a true hostess. I imagine that she probably arranged the seating or uh, she, she welcomed each one of them into the house and told them, have a seat wherever you want. And then um, they sat down and they were talking to each other, having a conversation, probably talking about the things that have happened in the past and where they had been and, and uh, what they were going to plan on doing. And then because Jesus had been at Bethany before, the, the people around, they were following him all over. And so... Um, they started coming into the doorways. They wanted to have a seat. They wanted to have a place close by so that they could hear him. 
And so when things finally settled down, when they calmed down, Martha and Mary took their places at Jesus' feet. We see that in verse 39 uh, where it talks about that. It doesn't say how long Martha sat there, um, but we know that she sat there for some time listening to Jesus talk. Now, have you ever been somewhere supposed to be listening to a message and then your mind starts wondering? Often. <laughs> I know that happens to Ray because he's told me many times where I can always tell whenever he's um, not interested in, in what's going on around him because he starts getting fidgety and starts looking at different things. And But I wonder if Martha was like this. After a while, she got to probably wondering... How do I feed everybody? Where am I going to put everybody while they eat? Do I have to go shopping? What do I have in my pantry? How am I going to get everything done? I'm sure that some of you can relate to being a Martha. You have to make sure that everything is done perfect and, and that uh, your hospitality um, shows in whatever you do. And I know people like that. I'm probably one of those people that uh, like to make sure that everybody's taken care of and wanting everything to be right. She was probably thinking of, of what she had to plan her menu. Maybe she didn't want, she didn't want to look, overlook anything. You know, maybe she thought, well, I, do I have to run to the store to get anything or down to the market um, to get anything? She probably made a list in her head of tasks that needed to be done. A lot of times we take those choices to where we don't want to listen to what is going on, but we, our mind start, starts wondering and our choices start to go towards the bad side because we don't want to pay attention to what's going on. But she probably glanced around the room even to think, how am I going to get from this point here into the kitchen with all this crowd of people going on? But she knew that she was the hostess and that was her responsibility to meet the needs of her guests. No one would say anything to Lazarus or Mary because Martha was the oldest and that was one of her responsibilities. With this, I'm sure she finally got up and started going about into the kitchen. She just couldn't sit there any longer. She had to get up and do something. Uh, she goes up to the kitchen, runs around, trying to figure everything out, trying to get the food all started. Um, and then... This was because she wanted everything to be perfect because this was someone that she cared about very much. She, Mary and Martha and Lazarus all loved Jesus and Jesus loved them also. So here she was in the kitchen getting all the food ready to go. She's just wondering if she's going to finish on time. Well, we know that usually Jesus, when he talked, he talked for some time. So she had plenty of time to do that. But the more she works the more she gets worked up about what's going on. Here is Mary. Mary's sitting in there at the feet of Jesus, listening to what Jesus has to say, but she should be in here helping me. <laughs> you know, I can't, can't believe she's just doing that. She's not in here helping, but she knows that she should. So she started to put the blame on Mary, and then she's, she's probably thinking, why do I have to do all of this? Why can't Mary help me? Well, she's just slacking, but I am sure she tried to get her attention from the kitchen, but here's, here, if the kitchen was probably on the other side of the room, Mary wasn't even paying any attention to her being in the kitchen. She was there sitting at his feet. 
But, um, but that did not work. Now, here's some of the differences with Mary and Martha, just to give you a little background. Mary was the youngest sister. She sat at Jesus' feet. She had come to absorb some of his teaching. And she heard his words. She was listening intently of, of, of everything that Jesus had to say, and she wasn't paying any attention to what was going around her. And many times we need to do that. We need to focus on Jesus and not figure out what's going on in this world around us. But nothing else mattered because she had Jesus. Now, Martha was the older sister, and she received Jesus into her house, and she had that hospitality. She was busy, involved in service. She was serving the Lord by trying to make his stay more pleasant. But she suffered from a bad attitude uh, because she had grown weary in her service. She had become resentful of her sister's failures to help and was letting her attitude show. Finally, it got to the point to where it built up so much that she had to interrupt Jesus. Verse 40 that tells us that she went to Jesus to complain. You know, it says, how come, you're, how come she's not helping me? Martha spoke directly to Jesus, accusing him of not caring for her. But she said that you cared. Uh, so if you cared, you would tell Mary to get up and help. But what did Jesus say to her? His response was not exactly what she had expected. Jesus' response uh, to Martha was, Martha, Martha. He spoke that in tenderness. He repeated that. Because he wanted to show the tenderness of his words to her. You know, I'm sure he said he didn't say Martha, Martha, you know, in, in a bad attitude. But he just probably said Martha, Martha. But he was careful. He saw her as careful because she was filled with care within. She, she was concerned because she wanted to make sure everything was done right. He saw her as troubled, hurried, and rushed about, trying to get everything done. That was the result of her inner being wanting to take care of everything. He saw her as fixed on many things. She was occupied or distracted, worried about um, upsetting everyone or not having everything done correctly. He defined her problem, and he said many things that had crowded out the one thing that was needful. Service is only wrong when it becomes a substitute, which it had for Martha. The one thing needful was that time and thought devoted to Jesus, a quiet time with attention fixed on him. In his response, we can learn much about being a disciple of Christ. The, the problem did not lie in the work, but... Uh, it was her attitude of fretting and worrying that created that bad situation. That seemed like everything was okay in the beginning, but then it got to the point to where she didn't care what Jesus was saying, but her attitude was beginning to show. Jesus did not rebuke her for making preparations for him and the disciples because um, that's, they needed food to continue on their journey. What was going on in the, in the kitchen was important. Jesus said one dish would have been enough, meaning that you don't have to fix a big meal. Just something easy would have been okay. 
But I don't think Mary was, was happy a bit about being humiliated either. You know, here she was. Martha had brought up Mary's name in front of everybody, kind of embarrassing her. But Jesus made this declaration. He said, Mary had made the better choice. She had chosen service with devotion rather than service without devotion. Amen. And her choice was not to be taken away from Jesus, not to be taken away from her. Jesus refused to act on Martha's request. He didn't say, Mary, get up and go help her. You know, he just let her still sit there. Mary had chosen communion, instruction, worship, growth, and preparation. If Martha had done so, she would not have been so anxious and she could have served better. Sometimes we have to choose between devotion with service or service without devotion. And that's something really to think about because we can get so involved in everything that we do. We need to learn what Martha needed to learn. Effective service is dependent upon effective devotion. Lack of devotion results in frustration and tension. Now, do you think that the disciples and, and the neighbors were pleased to have Jesus interrupted? You know, here they were listening to what Jesus had to say, and Martha had to come and interrupt him. You know, I'm not sure. It never says, I don't think it ever says in the Bible about Jesus having, um, losing his track. You know, losing something that he was thinking about as he was talking. But I'm sure that he just probably said, Martha, Martha, you're, you're cumbered about with much doing. You know, so um, here then, I believe that he just went on and continued to talk with the community there. But we have our, our responsibilities that we need to carry out each and every day. You know, everything that we have in our household and taking care of the yard and the children and everything. That's something that's very important that we need to keep in perspective also. But we have to keep the main thing the main thing. We have those responsibilities, but we also have a responsibility to serve Jesus Christ each Amen. and every day. Marthas are certainly useful and necessary in this world. Mm -hmm. and, you know, if we didn't have those Marthas to go about and to make sure everything was done right, how many things would be done? You know, especially in a, in a church potluck situation or... Or in a family gathering, who all is going to get up and take that responsibility? The church would be in a tough spot if we were all Marys. Because we would just all sit there and say, oh, somebody's going to take care of it. I'm not going to worry about it. But the reality is that all followers of Jesus need to cultivate both the Marys and Marthas in each of us. That's right. We live in this world. Our concerns for food clothes, home, families, jobs, and our studies, but we also live in the world of the Spirit. We concern ourselves with our relationship to God, but we also need to have a relationship with our families, with one another. You know, Ray talks a lot about that one anothering that we need to do, and, and right now it's kind of hard to do to get together, but we can still uh, encourage one another um, by social media, by a phone call, by email, by mail, however we do it. But if we love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and our strength, then we are prepared to go out and love our neighbors as ourselves. When we turn that upside down, we may be looking overworked and unappreciated. But it takes each of us doing our parts. We need the Marys and Marthas to work together. Yep. 
Mary and Martha both loved Jesus. On this occasion, they were both serving him. But Martha thought Mary's style of serving was inferior to hers. She didn't realize that in her desire to serve, she was actually neglecting her guest. Having chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus, Mary was complimented on having made a wise choice. Martha was rebuked not for her service, but for her attitude in service, which came as a result of her devotional failure. Are you busy doing things for Jesus that you're not spending any time with him? There are many ways that we can spend time with him or we can worship. Go down here. There's, um, some of the ways are to get together with believers. It may sound simplistic, but worshiping with a community of believers that have committed themselves to the Lord and to each other have a great way of encountering Christ. Sometimes when we feel like we can't take it anymore, we can reach out to our brothers and sisters and we can uh, feel like we can have that encouragement from them. Um, we can meet with them on a, on a regular basis. Well, not right now, but later on, you know, whenever all this is all over, we can all get together and we can meet together, whether it's in our homes, whether it's around a restaurant table, whether it's in a park. Whether it's on a fishing boat, whatever, we can get together and we can have that time with our friends. Uh, we can sit together uh, in a Bible study. You know, whether you can, you can sit together with friends in a Bible stu study or else you can find um, the, the media, the computers and tablets. They have several things that you can go to uh, to find the Bible on your computers and uh, you can read along. They've even got Bible study plans that you can go through each and every day. Uh, however long you want to make a Bible study is, do, is easy. But we can take that time to get together and we can fellowship with Jesus through his word in, his, in the Bible. Of course, we can pray. We can pray for one another. That's very important, and that, especially now at this time to where we encourage one another. That, that brings us closer not only to the Lord, but it brings us closer to one another. When we're praying for one another, um, then we have that true desire of love that the Lord gives us. So there are many things that we can do um, to draw closer to, to the Lord. And it doesn't matter if you've got a quiet time or just a time set aside. It, it, the quiet time sometimes can be that time where you're washing dishes or doing laundry or mowing the yard or just sitting quietly. You can still have that fellowship one with another to draw close to the Lord. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. With the desire of my heart, my desire of my heart is to choose the good portion, to serve uh, where I need to serve, to do what's needed to draw closer to Jesus Christ, and then he'll be faithful. Uh, the most important thing is to have that relationship with Jesus. If you don't have that relationship with Jesus, let us know. We'll show you how to become his disciple, to come to know Jesus Christ, and you can serve him each and every day. And the best part is we get to uh, be together in heaven once uh, once that our yes. life on earth is all over. And the only way you're going to do that is if you have that relationship with Jesus. We need to take the time to pray, be a good witness, read our Bible, worship and listen for God's voice. It doesn't mean uh, that we're all busy all the time and we have no time for God. We need to take that time 
for God. Keep the priorities in the right way. There's so many ways that we can worship, but that's a whole nother series of, of lessons there. But God doesn't um, think that anything so small, he'll, he'll take anything, just a small prayer from you each and every day. You know, if that's all you have time for, then, then do that. But we need to have that time to commune with Jesus. And we need to be thankful. Would he be pleased with our worship to him? Let's remember that we need to sit at his feet and learn from the master. Amen. There's no better place to be than in his presence than at his feet. And to, to you know, that old song says, I want my Lord to be satisfied with me. And I want him to be satisfied with me. Thank you, dear. And I appreciate those words. For those on the podcast, uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Feel free to share this podcast. And until next time, enjoy the journey. Thank you.